No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we're going to see that from his deathbed, Israel blesses his six remaining sons and gives instructions about his burial. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis with chapter 49, right here on Simply the Bible. As Israel was on his deathbed, he gathered his 12 sons around him and pronounced blessings on each one. Although some received more of a curse than a blessing because of the choices they'd made in life. Having spoken to the six sons of Leah, Israel now speaks to the four sons of his two concubines. We pick it up in Genesis 49:16. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that its riders shall fall backward. I have waited for your salvation, O Lord. Dan means judge, and Dan would judge his people, not necessarily the entire nation, but his own tribe. However, one notable judge would come from Dan, Samson. But Dan would also be a serpent by the way, causing others to fall backward. Historically, it would be Dan who, during the period of Judges, would introduce the nation to idolatry. Then later, Jeroboam would set up two golden calves, and one of them would be in Dan. This would become a stumbling block to the northern kingdom of Israel, and God would send many prophets warning them against the sin of Jeroboam. At this point, Israel exclaims, I have waited for your salvation, O Lord. This is the first time that the word salvation appears in Scripture. It is the Hebrew word Yeshua, which is the Hebrew name for Jesus. Despite Dan leading his brethren into grievous sin, Israel looks beyond this to the salvation that God would ultimately bring. And we know that salvation from idolatry, as well as every other sin, is found only in Yeshua. Verse 19, Gad A troop shall tramp upon him, but he shall triumph at last. Gad means troop. They would be one of two and a half tribes that chose to settle east of the Jordan River. A troop shall tramp upon him means that Gad's land would be vulnerable to invaders from the east. They would be attacked, but would finally overcome. Do you know that as believers, we are often under attack by Satan? by the world, and by the flesh. But we finally overcome these things by our faith in Jesus Christ. One of my favorite verses is 1 John 5, 4, and 5. Actually, it's two verses. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Let's face it, life is a struggle, and you will be attacked. But if you keep the faith, if you keep up your shield of faith, you will overcome by the power of God. Verse 20, bread from Asher shall be rich, and he shall yield royal dainties. Asher means happy. This tribe would bring forth the rich dainties fit for a king. They would be the bakers. I relate to Asher because I like to bake bread. 
and hot, freshly baked sourdough bread right out of the oven, spread with melted butter. Oh man, that makes me happy. Verse 21, Naphtali is a deer let loose. He uses beautiful words. A deer let loose is graceful, and Naphtali would use beautiful words. They would be the poets and the spokesmen. Israel had the most words for two of his sons, Judah and Joseph. The kings would come from Judah, but Joseph would receive the right of the firstborn. And we come now to Joseph, verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. This speaks of a tree planted by a well, so its roots draw deeply from the subterranean waters. It is so healthy and full of fruit that its branches are hanging over the wall, offering fruit to any passerby. This reminds us of Psalm 1, about the person who meditates on the word of God. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Joseph was so fruitful that Egypt, Canaan, and his extended family all ate of the fruit coming from him. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him, but his bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong. Joseph endured heavy-duty trials. The archers bitterly grieved him by hating him, plotting to kill him, and even selling him as a slave. Potiphar's wife shot the accusations of rape at Joseph so that he spent years in prison on a bum rap. Many arrows came against him, but his bow remained in strength. That is, he didn't fire back even when it was in his power to do so. Joseph demonstrated that strength that comes under fire and remains strong. It is a great virtue. What was the secret of Joseph's strength? Verse 24 tells us, By the hands of the mighty God of Jacob, for there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. The hand of the mighty God was restraining him. You know, you may be provoked and attacked. You may feel like letting loose and flying off the handle and and giving them a piece of your mind or whatever, but the mighty God will restrain you if... You will commit your way to him and let him have his way in your heart. Rather than returning evil for evil, he will help you keep your temper if you entrust the situations and people to him. He will be your defense. There's a great promise in Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. What a great promise. But you must give the mighty God time to work it out. Israel also calls God the shepherd. Now, earlier he said that God had fed or literally shepherded him. Now he says that God is the shepherd. We find this metaphor for God throughout Scripture, and Jesus is the good shepherd. But this concept originates with Israel. 
Lastly, the mighty God and shepherd is the stone of Israel. We find this metaphor throughout scripture as well. Christ is the rock and the chief cornerstone. You can build your life upon him and you will never be shaken or disappointed. Verse 25, by the God of your father who will help you and by the almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. Six times in two verses, Israel uses the word bless or blessings. Multiple blessings from heaven and earth came upon Joseph. The exceeding blessings Israel had received in his life were now being passed on to Joseph, who received both the birthright and the blessing. There are no blessings in this world like the blessings that come to the child of God because God gives us all things for our enjoyment. How tragic that sin robs people from God's best. But the moment we repent, the moment we turn to the Lord, we open the door for God to pour out upon us the blessings of heaven above and the deep below. Verse 26, They shall be on the head of Joseph, and on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brothers. Joseph was separate from his brothers because the Lord had separated him. Joseph had no control over the prophetic dreams that he had when he was 17. God set him apart to train him, to raise him up and use him for his glory. And if you are a Christian, then God has set you apart unto himself for some work he has prepared for you to do. Do you know what it is? If you don't, then simply offer yourself to God. Ask him, Lord, show me. Then dedicate yourself to him, and he will separate you for the work he has prepared for you, that you might bring glory to his name. Verse 27, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. The tribe of Benjamin produced the tough guys. History tells us how fierce they were in battle. At one point, all the other tribes came against Benjamin for its wickedness and were barely able to beat the Benjamites. The first king of Israel, Saul, came from the tribe of Benjamin, as did the apostle Paul. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father spoke to them. And he blessed them. He blessed each one according to his own blessing. Then he charged them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite as a possession for a burial place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah, the field and the cave, that is there, were purchased from the sons of Heth. Israel believed that God had given them the land of Canaan and that his people would one day return there. So he wanted to be buried in the promised land with his family. It is amazing how lucid Israel was in articulating these blessings to his sons and then giving instructions about his burial. He was at the end of his life, yet God strengthened him to be clear and concise. 
Hebrews 11.21 says, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. Now, his feet had been on the floor as he sat in his bed, and he was leaning on his staff. Ever since he wrestled with the angel of God, he had been crippled. But at the end of his life, he had become a great man of faith who was leaning on his staff, a metaphor for depending upon the Lord. It was the Lord who had been his mighty God, his shepherd and his stone, and Israel imparted this faith to his family even as he leaned on his staff. And when Jacob had finished commanding his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. There will come the day when we will follow in Jacob's footsteps. We will say goodbye to family and friends and all our favorite things in this life and set our eyes on the God of heaven and the beautiful face of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us recall the words of King Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12.6. Remember your Creator before the silver cord is loosed, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by the website. It's at calvarytv.org. Now, next week we're going to see that the great funeral procession to bury Israel and one last emotional interaction between Joseph and his brothers. We hope you'll join us as we conclude the book of Genesis on Simply the Bible. <laughs>